John Aikens from Married at First Sight joins me for a chat. John, thank you so much for your time. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm very excited. The uh, tenth season is about to start, uh, and it's got uh, plenty that's going to grab you. Yeah, I can't believe this is the tenth season. That is just remarkable. Ten seasons now of all sorts of couples you're seeing come through the Married at First Sight experiment, and I think every single year we continue to get surprised. There's plenty of surprises to come this year as well. They, uh, they're real people. They do things and say things on the uh, show that's unpredictable. Uh, they've all got their own backstories and their own reasons for being single. Uh, and I guess for me, it's still very exciting because I don't know what they're going to do. And I hope that at some stage there's uh, some love, but also that they all learn something along the way. Yeah, exactly. How involved are you in in the program, in seeing the couples along the way, but also choosing the couples for the show as well? Choosing the couples, you know, I think the prints are all over it in terms of meeting them, testing them, uh, looking at their backgrounds and their auditions and all of that sort of stuff. And then we put them together and we uh, throw them into the experiment. From that point on... Um, We'll see them once a week. We'll watch their behaviour and their interactions at the dinner party. And then the following night, we'll uh, hold them to account uh, in the commitment ceremonies. So uh, twice a week, generally, throughout the entire experiment. It must be tricky. I imagine you get a lot of applications for this show. So whittling it down to the final uh, people that get to enter the experiment, that must be a a lot of work on your plate, I imagine. Well... Essentially, there's usually over 10,000 that apply each year, but from there, um, you know, the background checks and, you know, the medical checks and all those sorts of things come into it. So we just see the cream of the crop when we start matching them. Um, But it's very popular. People um, are, yes, single and wanting to find love, and they're also aware that the show can change their lives as well. So um, there's a lot of interest uh, here, um, but also overseas uh, about the show. Yeah, the, the the commitment ceremonies. I mean, on TV we only see a very uh, um, edited, short portion of that. How long? How long are they on the couch there while you guys grill them? Are we talking? Sometimes they go up to like an hour or longer than that in the past. Well, sometimes they'll, they'll be on the couch for an hour. Yes. Yeah. Um, the commitment ceremonies. You know, they they can go. You know, a long time, yeah. you know, eight hours, ten hours. It just yeah. depends on what's going on and how many couples we've got in the room. But they're very grueling. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, and look, we say a lot of things, but obviously it's in the hands of uh, the producers yeah. what, uh, what makes the final cut. But, you know, you do, you have to think on your feet. Um, it's all done uh, live and, and you're just, you're just essentially responding to whatever is happening in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's... Uh, is, is it too dissimilar from your private practice work that you've done, or it's... or It's, it's actually quite... Uh, it's quite similar in that, you know, when people go away and you give them, you know, work to do during the week, you don't actually see them, you don't know what they do, you don't know where they're at when they come back in the next week and sit down in front of you. And that's pretty much what happens on mass. Yeah. Uh, I guess where it's different is... You know, um, the way in which we uh, hold a mirror up to them yeah, can yeah. be uh, very direct. And um, 
we don't have a lot of time either uh, with each of them. So we have to, uh, I guess, approach them uh, in, in a bit more uh, short, sharp way yeah. than, say, if you would, if you were seeing them uh, just on their own in a session. Must be some surprises for you in the fact of couples that you thought would work that didn't and vice versa. You've had some surprise over the 10 seasons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, constantly. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, you go in with huge expectations and big hopes for certain, you know, for, for couples and, and you think you know them. But, um, you know, they can change dramatically. Yeah. I mean, last year we had that... Olivia and Dom rivalry mm. that really blew up halfway through the series, mm. and none of us, yeah, predicted that. Yeah, you know, it it is something that uh, you know surprises me. I'm pretty philosophical about it now. I don't get too disappointed. Yeah. I just say, you know, I'll match them. I'll give them some feedback, uh, but they're going to do their own thing during this experiment, and I have to just uh, pivot and watch what yeah. happens. It mu- it must be a little. I guess tough when you give them feedback that you think will make the relationship work and they don't use that feedback and it falls apart? Or I guess yeah, you've done yeah. it long enough, you kind of go, yeah, that's that's the nature of the beast. That, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, people will change when they're ready to. Yeah. And uh, often, you know, whether it's uh, in private practice or online or doing a Zoom call with a couple, or in this case on maths, you know, you, you will get people that resist. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the key elements that makes this show so compelling is that a lot of the couples or individuals on our show have no idea why they're single. And uh, when you give them some feedback mm. and hold a mirror up to them, they don't like it and they don't agree with it. Mm. And so it's, uh, it's a matter of um, watching them uh, knowing what's going to happen, but then um, them just saying, I know better than you, and uh, and I'm just going to keep doing what I do. And <laughs> it's hard to watch, but it's also very compelling to watch. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And, I mean, it must make your day when you get success stories out of the show as well. It must make it all worth it. Oh, yeah, we, we absolutely need it. Uh, that's our focus when we're going in. Um, you know, a lot of people think it's just about drama, but actually, at its core, Married is all about the fairy tale. When you put two strangers together, can they fall in love? And we do have love this year. Um, I think uh, most seasons we have love. It just yeah. it depends a little bit on whether the couple during the experiment can learn and yeah. change and be influenced by each other, or are they just going to stick to their old patterns that yeah. ultimately will break them up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, John, thank you so much for your time. Fantastic insights. Looking forward to the 10th season. Enjoy it. There's lots, uh, there's lots that you're going to love about it. Uh, there's going to pe- be people in there that are going to outrage you. Uh, and also, we have a twist about halfway through that will oh. definitely uh, keep all our couples on their toes. So look oh. out for that. Interesting. I like it. John, thank you so much for your time. All right, then. Uh, enjoy the show. Coming up in local news, a new protocol signed by Council. Modernisation continues for Armadale Tennis Club. And congratulations to the Australia Day Award recipients. All of that coming up in just a moment here at 92.9. So we're doing our battle of the subjects for whatever the subject is. We'll make it through to our battle round later on in the week for the grand final over the weekend. And this morning's English versus languages other than English. 
Andrea, she's thrown a vote in for languages other than English. She said, being from Germany, we start to learn English in year one, French in year five, and then a third language once you decide if you want to go to university. So, you know, I, I know that I had a, uh, an old radio technician of mine, Rune. He was from uh, Denmark, and he knew four languages. So he spoke Danish... German, French, and English, and he was fluent in all of them. It was crazy. You'd hear him in his office. He'd always be on the... He'd never do any bloody work, Rune. And he'd... God love him. He was a legend. But he'd be in his office all the time on, like, phone calls. And it would just be... It was like Rune's language club. He'd just be like... <laughs> And then the next day he'd be speaking French, he'd be like La Pene And then the next and you just wait is he he's making up languages now. He's just being a smarty pants and making them up and showing off his bilingualness. Mm. Um Yeah, it's crazy. I love that. I'm I'm jealous of people that can speak other languages. I mean, we spoke before about my lack mm. of uh, Japanese knowledge, except apple and banana. Um, <laughs> that's about the extent of it. Um, anyway, language other than English versus uh, Jap uh, versus Japanese versus English. We're voting for today. Any surprises on who you think might take this one out, um, Elena? What are you hoping for? I'm hoping for history, being a big history oh, buff yes. myself. Um, yes, hoping. Right. And it also ties into English, which yeah. is my only strong point in life. So, Well, we'll probably, because uh, 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 history, I'm pretty sure, will come up later on in the week. What do you prefer, modern or, or, or ancient, uh, just uh, to give us a bit of a... S I actually studied both at uni. Oh, okay. Um, right. But if... <laughs> Fair Sorry, <laughs> just to just brag. Um, yes. No, but I honestly I don't really know what I prefer. Okay. Um, they like both they're both challenging. All right. Um, I think modern is probably easier to research. Yeah, of course. Um, because you've got everything available, whereas ancient's a little bit more like, oh, how do we interpret that? Yeah. Oh, what is this person who may not even be reliable? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's always my argument with ancient history as well. Yeah. Hey, language other than English versus English in our battle of the subjects. And well done, English taken out by about 80% of the votes. Whoa, I'm actually... Blitzed it. I'm surprised it was so, um, so yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So there you go. Well done. Um, so English now will go through to a, uh, another round. And we'll have another two subjects battle it out on our Facebook page this evening. So keep an eye on that, 99 Tamworth. And vote away, and we will announce the winner again tomorrow in our Battle of the Subjects, the grand final coming up on the weekend. I'm losing my self-control. Jimmy Barnes at 92.9, quarter past seven, lay down your guns. JB here, thanks to the team at Country Autos, GWM Havel, and the 2022 plate clearance on now. Konnichiwa to Elena. Good morning, how are ah, you? Konnichiwa, I'm good, thank you. That's the way. I mentioned that because our battle of the subjects today, we are finding the favourite subject around the region at school. We're going to have a big grand final later on in the week, and each day this week we are putting a subject Head-to-head head this morning, English versus a language other than English. So, whatever one that might have been, it doesn't matter. You just need to decide whether you enjoy doing that more than English or if you liked English more than whatever the other language was you were learning. I did like every single kid 
of the 90s and noughties, Japanese at school, as we roll our eyes collectively, because I think everyone else did that. Because the Australian government was like, Japan is the future. So everyone out there learned Japanese and then kind of China came along and went, hold my beer. Mm. Um, You should have all learnt Mandarin. But anyway, good Mm. on you. Yeah. Well, I did Japanese as well. You so. did Japanese as well. And yeah, you, you, all the way up until graduation, actually. So yeah, how many like how many years was that? Like twelve years. No, I Jap- didn't start because I was at a state school. So uh, for the beginning, so I went to a um, private school afterwards, and I think that was. I think I started in year five. Oh, okay. So it wasn't as many years as yeah, you. Yeah. Maybe? I did eight years of Japanese, mm. and someone no, do the math. Know nothing of that except konnichiwa, and that that is it. Because uh, everyone assumes with me doing eight years of Japanese that I'd be like some kind of like Japanese legend. Mm. But the thing is that every year we did the same thing. It was literally like every year fruits in Japan, uh, like Japanese fruit. Mm. Tell the time. Um, articles of clothing. I can't put any of them into a sentence, but I know that, you know, an apple in Japanese is Ringo, you know, and, and banana is banana in Japanese. How I could order an apple in J- Japanese, I have no idea, but I know I can ask you for the time, um, which, you know, isn't all that handy now because we all have watches, but anyway. And then as soon as in year, in first year of high school, we actually had to learn other stuff other than that. Mm failed and couldn't continue anymore so that was the end of my japanese career i can still read it and write it okay um but i can't speak it oh yeah Yeah, like as in i can't i Ah. can't recall um what a word is without seeing the hiragana or katakana or kanji yeah i i struggled writing it which i if you see my handwriting um i struggled writing English. english let alone then having to you know, put that into dodgy handwritten yeah. Japanese. And actually, so. another fun fact is um, I didn't actually learn nouns, verbs and all of that and grammar until I took up Japanese. It oh. flew right over my head when I learned English yeah, right. as a child. Okay. So it wasn't until I started doing Japanese that I actually understood that. So kind of reverse engineer yeah, in a way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So the crux of the matter is you did Japanese, I did Japanese. Japanese versus English. What did you prefer? English, because it was easy. Okay, fair enough. And also, I liked reading. Did you do advanced English at school? I or? didn't do advanced English. No, okay. um, I wanted to, but I, I didn't get chosen. They put me very <laughs> overly ambitiously. They put me in year eleven into advanced English, and then by the middle of the year, they went, mm, "That was a mistake." And then they had to have the awkward conversation with me and my parents, going, uh, "I think we have to move Jared back to." Uh, middle English because the advance <laughs> maybe tapped him out and I went yeah look I agree totally I don't understand anything that uh, I've done over the last six months so sure yeah. I will happily move back and then I went to like bare basics English for year 12 oh my so, God. and just breezed through that it was like for year 12 English uh, write a letter to someone done easy wow compose an email done wow so yeah no I would definitely have to say English was my favourite out of the two subjects. Okay. Um, at the time in high school, probably would have been the other way around. But now okay. that I am, you know, approaching many years out, uh, I think English would be the English? winner. English? Okay. Yeah. English, there we go. We'll throw a vote in well, for English. I'll go with English as yeah, well yeah. out of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think 
from our votes so far we've got online, you can vote 99Tamworth or 676-2299. At this stage, with our two votes, English is winning by just a smidgen. It's a pretty 50-50 split. So uh, we will have the uh, winning subject after 8 o'clock. Whoever wins it, whatever subject, will go through to a, 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 like a battle round later on in the week. For the grand final over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So our battle of the subjects this morning, 676-2299, English versus language other than English. So make your vote count, 99 Tamworth or 676-2299. Your child's future is important to you. That's obvious. That's why the only... That is Ed Sheeran at 8.44 Celestial with JB for breakfast. Morning, Ames. Morning. How are you? Great. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday. How After was your long, long week? Yeah. long weekend. How was it? Great. You- I went to the beach. Like, I, I literally day-tripped down to Newcastle to take Ali to the beach, yeah. but I went to the beach. Lovely. It's great. What Beautiful. about you? Uh, nothing. Nothing? No, no, nothing riveting. Sat at home with your bunnies and pretty much, yeah, 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 nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Were you spying on me? (laughs) Totally, because I've got nothing better to do with my life. Yeah, that's what (laughs) happens when you're not at the beach. Oh no, nothing at all. But it was lovely, just doing absolutely nothing. I made a cheesecake on the weekend. How'd it turn out? You didn't burn the house down? No, no. No. I was a no bake cheesecake. Ah. That's how I do them. Ah. So anything where you just have to mix stuff and whack it in the fridge. And come back, you know, it says wait 24 hours, but I mean, it's cheesecake. You can't uh, wait that long. I wait about just, six and then eat it when it's What, six minutes? Fridge. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is sloppy. Um, no, about roughly six hours. Yeah, okay. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, I've... I can you, know, you can you can taste it and then you just imagine it a little more firmer. Okay. Easy. I don't so, like cheesecake. <gasps> Shock horror. Oh, really? It's okay. the, it's a te- texture thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't this know. This was biscoff cheesecake I made. Very fancy. I'm making Very biscoff nice. cheesecake. There's oh. not much left otherwise I would have bought some in for everyone here. I don't think I'd Honestly, eat something would that have. you'd make. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wow. Okay. Actually, I don't think I'd... Mm, maybe I would eat something that Kat had made, but that's about it from here. Well, I mean, we, we all bought in food for the Christmas party that you all, that you consumed. Yeah, but you didn't have so, to, like, cook it, cook it. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, ham and salad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That can, look, that can go horribly wrong. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm I'm a little well fine. I'll morph cheesecake for me that's then. That's it. I won't bother baking and bringing in things then. That's, that's okay. It's fine is. by me. Yeah. I'm trying to lose weight, not gain it. Yes, that's, that's you got more, <laughs> yeah more beaches to visit. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> Beautiful. I went. I although I did go to the silo opening yes. on Friday. That yes, was amazing. Was, I actually. Because I was driving through Saturday yes. morning, I went and checked it out. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. The no faces, a little bit creepy. Yeah. Uh, but it's still beautiful. You yeah. Did a good job. That seemed to be the main commentary that people had when I was down there on no Friday. No faces. The blue kangaroos and the no faces. Yes. So, but they both have stories as to why they don't have faces and why the kangaroos are blue. Ah, so it's on the plaques. I didn't read you the You pull plaques. over and read the plaques. You need to read the plaques. I got man. out and I took some photos and okay. then Ali was like, Mummy, can we go? Because it was like yeah. 6.30 in the morning and it was cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cold. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so I get to read the plaques. But, um, oh. Yeah. Read the plaques. Read the plaques. Yeah. And you know what? We need silo art at the silo that's at Nia, near Watermark there. Oh. You know that big silo? Oh, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, need, yeah, yeah. we need silo art there. Yeah. There could be like a little rest stop. And the silo's here in Tamworth as well. Definitely. Yeah, we'll yeah. work on that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Them. It sounds good. Yeah. 8, 8, 48. 92.9 are on the lookout for a quick